your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman, and I am joined today once again by Gabe Foley, the man who knows it all about blues hockey. He's hopping on here. We're going to talk about some uh, Carl Gunnarsson news, you know, his retirement and what it means. And then I'm going to get his thoughts on the final four teams remaining in the cup final or in the Stanley Cup playoffs, I should say, looking to advance to the cup final. So we're going to be getting into that. But before we do, I want to let everyone know that today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sends you. All right, Gabe, thanks so much for coming back on. Uh, Appreciate it over here. I know Tommy appreciates it because he's busy tonight. So always love having you on the show. You know your stuff clearly. So looking forward to hopefully talking to you throughout the the summer as the, the draft comes up and stuff. But for now... We got a little bit of a light news week in terms of Blues news, and and there is some big hockey games going on, so we're going to get into that. But first things first, uh, Carl Gunnarsson announced his retirement. Boom, boom. Uh, legend, OT winner in the Stanley Cup playoffs, or in the Stanley Cup finals, I should say. Um, first of all, what did, in your opinion, Gabe, what did Carl Gunnarsson mean to the Blues organization throughout his time here, and what will his departure mean for the team moving forward? Big question, I know. It's so weird answering that because Gunnarsson was always hurt and yet I feel like he was a core piece of this team uh the Blues would not have been the Blues without Gunnarsson the roster the last few years um when he did get to play he always made an impact I I don't know if you remember he had that stretch for a few months where he was Petrangelo's guy mm-hmm. and those two were absolutely dynamic together it was incredible to watch um obviously he had one the greatest goals in blues history with one of the greatest stories in blues history behind it um so Gunnarsson is a guy who never saw a ton of ice time with the blues definitely not as much as the fans would have wanted but he's a guy that was the face of, one of the faces of the teams one of those good solid veterans that made the lineup feel whole and so while I think we have the talent to replace him. Uh, it's not going to be the same without him. A guy that definitely felt like he was out there a lot more than he was, just because when he was out there, his impact was so large. And and I feel like it can't go can't go unsaid that goal story. If if those of you listening don't don't know that story, I'll, I'll try to sum it up here. But I feel like it describes Gunnarsson's impact on the team perfectly. Um, if you remember back in the the cup run game game two. He hit a crossbar with about like a minute and a half left, two minutes left, something like that in regulation uh, before overtime. And then standing at the urinal next to Craig Ruby and during during the intermission, um, quips quips to Craig Ruby, "Hey, coach, I just need one more shot, and I'll and I'll make it happen." That's Carl Gunnarsson, who I don't know how many goals he had on the year or in the playoffs up to that point. Couldn't have been more than two. No offense to Gunny, that's just that's just not 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 his game. Of course. He goes out and scores that overtime winner after promising it to Coach Bruby in the bathroom, nonetheless. And I feel like you got it. You got to be a pretty special player to to not only have that confidence to to chat up your coach while you guys are both, you know, taking a pee, but uh, also just to to kind of jo- joke and laugh at yourself and say like, "Hey, I'm I'm maybe not not a goal scorer all the time, but just give me one more shot, Coach, and I'll make it happen." And and sure enough, um, he scored maybe my favorite goal in Blues history. I think that was 
because I've we've been waiting so long, or we've been waiting so long to watch them make it to a Stanley Cup final, but also win a game, and to have that be the first um, win in in you know obviously my memory, but in you know, franchise history, um, coming in overtime, um, just iconic, and maybe my favorite goal from that cup run, maybe my favorite Blues goal ever. Just the pure ecstasy after that goal, just oh my god, we won a game in the Cup final. You know, it was a we belong here kind of moment. Absolutely. That and the, the Patty Maroon goal a few games earlier. Patty Maroon's overtime winner, I think that sent us to the conference finals, if I'm right. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't I don't remember that game. I would think I was just too like too stressed out, too like on edge the whole time. Like I remember the euphoria after it ended. And my roommate who doesn't even watch hockey, he said like he remembers it really, really well. But like I don't think I was. I don't think my heart rate went below 100 that that entire game, especially the overtime. Never yelled at my TV louder than I did after Patty buried that. That was incredible. Just that whole cup run, and I mean, like you said, Gunnarsson's goal is it's going to be something we're telling our kids about in 20 years and stuff like that. So it's huge. That that overtime was one of the most dominant hockey performances I've ever seen. It was. I don't know how soon into overtime we scored, but. I know that the Bruins like pretty much didn't get the puck past center ice the entire time other than like, you know, dumping it in. So it was, it was just the perfect, the perfect goal. Like if you were writing a movie, I am you know, and we said that all the time after the cup run, Oh, it could be a movie, but seriously, if you were writing a movie about like the team, the team that the team that could, you know, the St. Louis blues last place, to first place, of course, they're going to come out in an overtime in a game that if they had lost, they probably would have gone on to lose the cup final. Just, you know, that's how momentum works. Um, going out and just put in an absolute dominant performance in overtime. And then it's not Tarasenko scoring. It's not O'Reilly scoring. It's Carl Gunnarsson. Not only did he hit a post in, in, in uh, or the crossbar right before that, even if he hadn't, just the fact that Carl Gunnarsson scored that goal, I feel like, like I said, epitomizes his role as a player. You know, didn't, didn't always play a lot. Like you said, was injured a lot. But when he did, he made his impact known and wasn't always a goal scorer, but scored one of the most important goals in franchise history. Yeah, um, but even without him, moving on without him, the Blues have the talent to replace him, and I think that's what I'm most excited to see. Um, Gunnarsson, a left-hand, left-handed defenseman that's on his way out. Um, Vince Dunn, a left-handed defenseman who's wrapped up in more trade rumors. It seems he's always in them. Uh, opens the door for guys like Mikola, uh, Jake Wallman, Scotty Perunovic coming off injury, and even seventh-round pick, Tyler Tucker. Uh, the Blues have tons of young, real talented left defensemen. Uh, Tyler Tucker, especially. Blues fans are going to love him. Guy's 6'2, 205 pounds. Loves throwing the haymakers. Loves getting fights. Love that. Love that. Um, so, I mean, Gunnarsson, he's a tough guy to replace, tough personality to replace. And same with Dunn if he ends up getting traded. But the Blues got the talent to fill those holes and I, I'm real excited to see what's next for him and how the Blues can take those steps after losing multiple guys at the same position like that all right well we are reaching the first ad break but when we come back we're gonna be wrapping up this Blues discussion and then getting Gabe's thoughts on who he thinks could lift the Stanley Cup in just a few weeks see who he, who he might bet on who he might put his money on but if you 
want to put your money on anything you can imagine when it comes to sports, you got to check out betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at BetOnline. Get the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your, on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Head to the website right now or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus along with your first deposit using promo code Locked On. That's a 50% welcome bonus on um, whatever your first deposit is. That's literally free money. You can't miss out on that. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and we'll be right back continuing this conversation with Gabe and talking Blues and talking Stanley Cup. We'll be right back. One one article that I saw recently um, from the ownership group, I think it was Tom Stillman himself, said that the, they believe the cup window is still open this upcoming year and um, they're going to spend the cap as a result. And I think a lot of fans out there think, oh, you know, the Blues, um, they're a step behind. They're not up there with Tampa are those guys and they don't, they don't have the ability to compete, but you know, no offense to the Islanders and Canadians, but we're seeing two teams right now that are, aren't necessarily on paper um, as stacked as, you know, your Colorado avalanches, your Vegas golden Knights, your Tampa Bay lightning. Yet both teams are, are um, pretty damn close to, to making it to the Stanley cup final. And do you think that the blues cup window is still open? And do you think that the, the emergence of the Canadians and Islanders means that there is maybe a little bit more parity in this league than people might think? Yeah, I was looking at both those teams. I'm not an Islanders fan at all. They frustrate me because they shouldn't be as good as they are. And yet year after year, they're upsetting Tampa, which they might do again this year, knock on wood. I was referencing a couple years ago, but you know, the Islanders always produce, and same thing with the Canadians this year. They shouldn't be as good as they are, but they're coming out. And I, I'm trying to put together what makes a cup team because it's not what we think it is. Uh, and after looking at the rosters over and over and over, it's great goaltending in Carey Price and Semyon Barlamov, who have both been outstanding. And Sorokin, when he's healthy, he's been great. And it's great chemistry. Um, you see the Josh Anderson line for the Canadians, the Nick Suzuki, Cole Caulfield line. Both are absolutely wheeling right now. The Matt Martin, uh, Cal Clarebuck line for the Islanders is exhausting teams left and right. Um, it's that goaltending and that chemistry in your lineup that's pushing these teams as far as they're going. And that's exactly what won the Blues the Cup a couple of years ago. Bennington was red hot and our lineup just clicked. And so, you know, the Blues struggled this year for sure, but we didn't have that chemistry. And I don't think Bennington was as high as he could be, as high as he has been in the past. And, you know, I, I know Doug Armstrong is thinking over a lot of big things right now. I know he's not scared to change things around with this lineup. And the Blues, as a core team, have shown the chemistry and the goaltending and these these hardened traits that teams need to have to get this far. So I don't think the cup window is closed. I think Doug Armstrong's going to have a lot of fun this summer to make sure it's not closed. Um, and I think at the end of the day, uh, even with Craig Berube, as much as I fight against him being our coach sometimes, 
with Craig Berube, with the lineup we have. They're guys that have shown these behind-the-curtain traits, the stuff that you don't see on the surface that gets teams as far as the Habs and the Islanders are this year. So, no, I don't think the cup window's closed. Uh, in the Central Division next year, the Blues are going to have a much easier trip, uh, really just up against the Wild and the Avalanche. Um, and I guess the just, Jets. Just now. the Avalanche. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no <laughs> big deal. Um, so, yeah, it's. I don't think it's closed. I think the Blues are going to come back stronger than ever next year. And, you know, we went through this with the Blues for last decade, where every year we're like, oh, they were so close. What more do they need? And then at the end of it, we won the cup. So I think we're back in that cycle of, you know, seeing these Blues teams get so close, but now they've won a cup. They know they know what they need to do to take that big step forward. And I think we're on the cusp of another real big season for sure. Because I, I, I do think a lot of what the Blues struggled with was far beyond the makeup of their roster this season. I think that they underperformed. Um, not just individually, but like you said, the chemistry just wasn't there. And Bennington is a guy that kind of feeds off of the emotion of his teammates and the crowd. And it's just difficult, you know, kind of feel like he he kind of started out not in a hole, but like the team wasn't doing a whole lot to help him. So it was almost like he was starting out three steps behind where he was in the year when, like you said, the chemistry was firing on all cylinders, just because when you got a group of guys playing extremely confidently in front of you, um, it's easy to be confident from the goaltending position because it, it, I, I, goaltending is a lot more mental than probably a lot of other positions um, in hockey, maybe every other position in hockey, just because, you know, we've seen it with like Jake Allen can look like the best goalie in the world, you know, in that series against Minnesota and then can look like, it, you know, no offense to him. He didn't belong in the NHL at times when his, when his workload got too high. So we've seen how much the, the mental approach can, can impact not just goaltending, but teams as a whole. And I think that this blues team got pretty discouraged early on when it wasn't clicking as much. And just from then on, it was, it was an uphill battle that they could never win. They could never dig themselves out of that hole. So I think you kind of described it perfectly and they're maybe they're not as far away as we might think from contending for that cup. Like, yeah, on paper, um, the roster doesn't look as menacing as it did in 2018, 2019. Um, and it doesn't look as menacing as Vegas or as Tampa or as Colorado, but neither does, neither do New York Islanders, neither do the Montreal Canadians. They don't have that, that menacing lineup on paper that these other big dogs have. And yet they're, they're, Oh, um, Montreal is up in their in their series, and, and New York is is fighting uh, in a game seven. So they they're both of, both those teams are are playing some huge, uh, big dog you know David versus Goliath sort of matchups and and holding their own. So there's no reason to believe that the Blues can't be in a similar position next year. Um, but I, even I think that they'll have a better lineup on paper than Montreal and the Islanders. It's just a matter of getting that chemistry up, like you said. Even if you want to play worst case scenario. This Blues team this past year reminded me a ton of the Blues team from 2016-17. That Blues team and this Blues team both lost their captain to a big free agent signing, and they really struggled to have their identity after you know right after losing such a big name. Um, that year, we were kind of let down by guys like Petrangelo and Shattenkirk, kind of like this year, Krug underperformed, and... Uh, Pareko underperformed and that year Kyle Brodziak and uh, 
<laughs> Ryan Reeves and Yaskin and Yakupov. I mean, that bottom six was a mess. Guys weren't being used properly. Yakupov was playing second line minutes some games and then sitting for the next 20 games and stuff like that. So it's a lot of the same stuff that we saw that year. Guys got misused, guys underperformed. Um, certain guys had to step up in a real big role. Uh, even David Perron scored 18 goals that year. Um, he, you know, he had to step up this year. He had to step up that year. So I just, this is a team that lost something huge when Allen and Petrangelo left. And that was a team that lost something huge when Bacchus left. And so I think the comparisons right there, and I think now, like I said, now that we have the cup, we know what action steps need to be taken. So you didn't convince me with that. I didn't even think about the whole Bacchus departure, kind of the similarities with the Petrangelo departure. Um, even though Bacchus may not have been as much of a superstar as Petrangelo, I think the impact lost was about the same. Um, and like you said, it definitely showed. So um, speaking of uh, the playoffs and all that, Montreal takes a – well, just kidding. As I say this, Montreal takes a one nothing lead, but then Vegas ties it up um, as, I'm, as I'm making that announcement. So we got a 1-1 game in our hands, so that's going to be fun. And after the break, I'm going to get Gabe's thoughts on who he thinks is going to hoist the Stanley Cup uh, so he can either – sound sound like a wizard in two weeks or make a fool out of himself when his team gets eliminated in the next two days we will see don't go anywhere uh because i gotta tell you guys about our friends over at rockauto.com this episode is brought to you by rock auto with the ever-increasing number of makes and models it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait for weeks while the perfect part comes in and they overcharge you for it when you have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket you can save time and money when using rock auto why choose to spend up to 30 percent 50 percent or even 100 percent more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership rock auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years rock auto prices are reliably low for every customer they have everything you can need from brake parts tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your need for auto parts Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And we'll be right back to get Gabe's thoughts on the cup, uh, upcoming cup final and who he thinks will be there and who might hoist Lord Stanley this year. Don't go anywhere. All right. First, first things first. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you make a prediction that could be either embarrassing or genius in a matter of hours. Honestly, by the time this episode is going live, so as as of time of recording, uh, Vegas Golden Knights just tied up the game at one with the Montreal Canadiens. Montreal leads three to two in the series at home tonight. Do you think they come away with a win tonight? And even if they don't, do you think they have what it takes to make it to the Cup final? Really putting you on the spot here because they're playing now. You, you, they could be losing by the time you finish this answer. I'm trying to feel out the vibes with these teams, see what I'm thinking. It's not easy because Vegas has those moments where they come out and they look not only like the better team, but they make the Habs look just incredibly small and like they can't get anything going. And then sometimes Vegas's goaltenders skate behind the net and try and do – nice little dangles and give up game time goals. Like they just make dumb plays like that. Um, So I, it's so hard to predict, but 
I, I don't think Vegas has given up this easy. Um, maybe it's the American in me. I don't want the Canadians to be happy on a St. John day, but I, I think Vegas is going to disappoint the big crowd that Montreal's gathered for this game. I think they're going to go, go home upset. And then Vegas is going to bring it back for game seven in front of their incredibly, incredibly rowdy crowd. And I think they're going to win it. Um, you asked for a cup prediction. I got Tampa over Vegas in six games. I think that's where we're headed. I like that. And, and I know you just kind of spoiled your, your answer for the next question, but the New York Islanders, like you said, constantly um, outperforming their expectations and so much so that they come back from an eight, nothing defeat when a lot of teams probably would have just rolled over and, and, you know, taken their, taken their beating in the next game and gone home. They come back and force a game seven. I know you said you think Tampa will come away with the win there, but but what is it about the Islanders that you think that that has gotten them this far? And if they do upset Tampa, what what about them will be the reason why they do that? In your opinion, their persistence is just so apparent every time you watch them. Even last night, forcing Game Seven, like you said, Game Five was embarrassing for them. It was awful. Just one of the worst playoff games a team has had Ever. in a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. And they came back and they won last night in overtime. That's unnecessary. We don't need that much energy from an NHL team. Just give up. They clung on and they survived. It's to the point that if the Islanders make it to the cup final, they would have, you know, David would have beaten Goliath. They would have toppled the monster. And I think whoever wins that Tampa Isles series, I think they win the cup. Um, Because if it's Tampa... We all know what Tampa can do. They're incredibly, incredibly skilled. Braden Point's a monster. Um, but if it's New York, New York has just such a long track record of feeding off that momentum and building into those big games like that. And building into those big games like that. And I think if they can beat the reigning cup champions, I don't think Montreal or Vegas stand a shot against them. Um, they're a huge team, huge team to beat. Well, let's. Well, we will be looking closely at these next few games over these next few weeks because we're reaching an end of the hockey season. It's felt like it's been a while. This season's been fun. And we're also reaching the end of this episode. So, Gabe, I know you did it last time, but I'm going to give you another chance to plug all your socials and your websites just in case anyone's listened to this one that didn't listen to the, to the last one. So the floor is yours. Hey, everyone can follow me on Twitter at NHL Foley. That's N-H-L-F-O-L-E-Y. I've had so many people misspell my name. Uh, I didn't know it was that confusing, but uh, at NHL Foley on Twitter, I also write for Recruit Scouting. I'm one of their American scouts, and I'm doing work for Puck Preps, covering the Holinka Selects Camp, the American Holinka Selects Camp. So tons going on right now, tons to keep an eye out for, especially if you're into prospect stuff. So follow me on Twitter and check me out on one of those two sites. Thanks a lot, Gabe. I'm sure we'll have you back on at some point throughout this offseason, if not multiple times. It's always You always teach me something every time, so I'm sure you're teaching the listeners at home even more. So thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it here at Lockdown Blues. And Tommy's editing this right now, so he I know he appreciates it too. Gets a little night off. But yeah. 
Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook at Locked On Blues. And stay tuned because I think Facebook is integrating their new podcast feature pretty soon. So you guys will be able to listen to us directly from Facebook, which is really, really exciting. Follow me on Twitter and Spotify Green Room at Josh Hyman NHL. Hopefully Tommy and I could do another watch party soon because that was a whole lot of fun last time we did that. Follow Tommy on Twitter and Spotify Green Room at twelcher 15 like, like Gabe said, follow him on Twitter at NHL Foley, F-O-L-E-Y. Don't misspell his name. So thanks everyone so much for listening. Thanks, Gabe, for coming on. And as always, let's go Blues.